welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I'm Larry Goldman, Chief Analyst at Analysis Mason. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about 6G, uh, and in particular, uh, talking about a, a the 6G Global Summit that will be happening uh, next week. And I'll be talking today uh, with Jeanette Stewart, uh, Analysis Mason partner, uh, who is uh, actually a world expert uh, in spectrum uh, and uh, advises many uh, people around the world in that area. And I'm privileged to have her join me on the podcast today. So, Jeanette, uh, tell me, why, why do we need to be working on 6G now? So, Larry, the, the reason we need to be working on 6G now is that um, any next generation technology definition takes some years to, to process, um, especially if we're considering that that next generation technology might be a unified global standard. There is a international process um, involving research and development, but also importantly, global collaboration and refinement and standardization towards a, a solution that can ultimately be commercialized. And that takes some years. Um, in the context of this conversation, which is about 6G, the process is at the very early stages. So we're at the research and development stage, and that research and development is being done uh, through um, academic research and also through industrial players who are doing early stage technology research. Um, we're, we're at the start of the process, so there's still a series of steps to refine, to collaborate, to define the standards, and then to enter into commercialization. And I think underpinning all of those things, there are several important conversations which are taking place. One of those is about what is 6G, what, what are the use cases, what are we actually trying to achieve? And one of the other conversations, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is, is how will 6G wireless networks operate, what physical properties do they have and what requirements do they have for spectrum and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So overall it's a fairly lengthy process and that's why we've started to talk about it now. All right so yeah for something as as um, a broadly significant as the next generation networking it just takes a lot of collaboration doesn't it? That takes time. So um, so you know Spectrum, you're you're quite a, a global expert on Spectrum, and that's what you're going to be focused on, I think, especially. So what in particular do you see are the important Spectrum issues for 6G? So, so as I mentioned, the technologies for the next generation are still being defined. So we don't yet know, actually, what 6G will be from an architectural perspective or what the radio characteristics will be or what the devices will look like. even, And, and all of that is related to as I mentioned, the, the use cases and the applications and the environments. Uh, but from a spectrum perspective, um, there, there is a very strong link between the radio technology and the spectrum that that technology uses because different frequency bands have different properties. And so um, everything within that radio technology, the, the design of the technology, the antennas, the way it's deployed, all, all of that really depends on the spectrum band. And what we have in mobile networks today is um, spectrum which is broadly from around UHF, which is fairly low frequency, up to today's 5G, which is around 3.5 gigahertz. So we already have quite a wide span of spectrum. But actually, potentially with the next generation, um, some of the research is looking at frequencies which are much higher in the spectrum than the current networks. But equally, there's a lot of research going on to improving the way that the current spectrum is used and possibly looking at further spectrum within that range. So 
The reason that we're talking about spectrum, I, I think, again, is to do with consensus. Um, but at the moment, there are a broad range of options. Um, ultimately, if we are working towards some kind of common global standard, then it is important that spectrum is harmonized because ultimately there is a process where uh, manufacturers will develop devices and those devices need to be affordable so that the service is commercially viable. And that affordability depends on devices being uh, designed and manufactured at scale. And so in the devices that we use today, for example, there are multiple frequency bands. A lot of those frequency bands are, if not globally available, then at least regionally available for mobile use. And that's because there has been a lot of discussion to harmonize those frequencies. So we need to do the same thing for 6G, which is really why we started to discuss this now. Okay, great. Thank you. So um, you do an awful lot of work in this area, Jeanette. Tell me, tell me, what are some of the ways that you're working to help customers with 6G and those kinds of, of decisions? Yeah, so Larry, you'll be you'll be aware that within Analysis Mason, we, we do a lot of spectrum um, consulting for mobile operators, for regulators, for satellite companies, uh, for equipment vendors. A lot of our research and uh, consulting is on um, spectrum, which is currently available for mobile, and we help um, with designing options, with valuing spectrum, with considering technology trends, mobile strategy, etc. Looking forward, though, we, we are currently advising um, several clients on landscaping of wireless technology evolution, for example. So what, what do we expect to find out in the next five to ten years in terms of uh, trends and wireless technologies, what future networks, networks will look like? We're also currently advising a group of vendors on spectrum landscaping for 6G. So obviously those vendors will be um, key parties in, in defining the, the future spectrum landscape and we are advising them on some early stage research on that. Okay, great. Thank you, Jeanette. So, uh, you know, one of the reasons why we're having this discussion right now is you're appearing at a conference uh, next week. So tell me about uh, the conference and what you'll be doing at the conference. Yes, so I'm participating in the 6G Global Summit and this is a conference which is being hosted by Forum Global. Analysis Mason is one of the sponsors for the event. Uh, the event is taking place virtually over two days. So it's taking place uh, on the 15th and the 16th of September. It has a broad agenda. So on the first day of the event, there will be sessions on um, national and regional roadmaps for future mobile evolution, the drivers for 6G, the, the vision, the, the use cases and the technologies. I'm moderating a panel on the second day of the conference and my panel session is about the spectrum vision for 6G. So we will be talking about key bands for delivering the required connectivity and we might be talking about things like the mix of bands from low up to ultra high, the, the role of international harmonization, where the current research is, uh, to what extent actually 6G does require new spectrum is, is a key question. There is a point of view that in fact, if 6G is offering more mobile broadband services using existing mobile architectures, then 6G may not necessarily need new spectrum. So we will talk about that. Um, I'm joined by um, four other speakers uh, who are representing both regulators and the industry. So the speakers include uh, Kajin Wee, who is the chairman of the Asia Pacific Telecommunity 
group on uh, this topic within the Asia-Pacific regulatory community. I'm also joined by Ben Allen, who's um, a director from the satellite company OneWeb, and Tassos Larazis, who's a co-chair of one of the 6G groups within the European Raging Spectrum Policy Group, and also Eric Hitejador, who's a director of government and industry relations in Ericsson. So we have a combination there of industry and uh, regulatory experts who will be discussing this topic with me. Great. It sounds like a very, a very interesting event and interesting session that you'll be uh, taking the lead in. Um, so as we sort of wrap up what we're talking about on the podcast today, um, so what do you uh, expect uh, of in terms of 6G moving sort of beyond this planning stage and decisions on toward getting what what should the people or observers of this expect to happen in terms of getting on with it will the deployment of 6G? So, so I think the, the deployment stage um from a timescale perspective, probably we're looking at the latter part of this this decade at the, the very soonest. So there's still a lot of um, research and refinement that goes on ahead of that. Um, I, th- I think what we're expecting to, to to discuss certainly in the conference is at the moment there is a, a key issue, which is that um, the academic research on, on 6G is, is looking at a wide range of frequencies up to extremely high frequencies, which um, are suited to applications which have very high speeds and could be used very uh, in very specific localized applications. Um, but it's not clear how those future applications and environments might integrate with the mobile network architectures that we see today. So in today's mobile networks, we have uh, macro towers, using the frequencies that the mobile operators have have today. Um, A key driver for the current mobile networks is obviously providing mobility. So um, uh, devices have to be available, um, connected anywhere, everywhere. Coverage is important. And so frequencies have been uh, designed to provide that coverage. So I I think there is a consensus process that is needed to uh, consider the essential frequency bands for, for the next generation. Um, and also um, underpinning this is, is the architectural evolution, uh, which also um, just, just uh, uh, means that we can understand how these networks will actually be deployed. And I know, Larry, that you uh, were part of another podcast recently with my colleague Caroline Gabriel, and Caroline did refer to 6G as being a network of networks, and that's uh, essential in the, in the sense that fundamental changes in architecture could enable this future seamless connectivity. Um, And and I think it's important also to say that such a network of networks might also be provided by partnerships between different providers. So this is not potentially just about the next mobile generation, but we um, will also see collaboration and integration with other wireless networks. And I think satellite networks, for example, uh, is a key part of, of this discussion as well. So I think there are some important considerations there um, that we will be talking about in the years ahead. Thank you, Jeanette. Uh, Very interesting things going on uh, at the 6G uh, Global Summit uh, and your participation in it. Um, Thanks, everybody, for joining us for the podcast today. 